Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Dodgeball Podcast. In this episode, I've got uh, Jeff Geo. Uh, Geo, how's it going, man? I almost called you Baby Geo, and uh, do you like to be called that? Uh, it's kind of the trademark name now, so I don't really mind it anymore. Okay. When I first started playing, it was a little annoying, but I kind of just embrace it now. Gotcha. Yeah, that's usually how it goes with like nicknames. Sometimes it's they they kind of choose you, and you just have to have to accept it. But um, well, welcome, man, and and congratulations. Um, it's it's Sunday. Um, last it's actually been exactly one week since Worlds. Um, how are you feeling just overall? Uh yeah, I feel great. Um, the awe is kind of wearing off now that I'm back at work and on my daily schedule. But yeah, that is crazy. It's been almost it's been exactly a week since we won. But yeah, yeah, still, still feeling good, but kind of back to normal life now. Yeah, that's the thing is like, um, and I can't imagine for you know for your situation like when i come back from like a two-day tournament just like the weekend and for like an elite tournament it feels amazing and then you're like ah crap i gotta go back to work monday morning but i mean where you just came from what you just experienced um you said it's kind of wearing off because of work but have you had any like difficulty adjusting or are you just kind of back into the the regular grind now um well i i took like a um an extra day off of work just for like recovery but honestly like the biggest thing was just we're down in Cancun, super nice weather, swimming on a beach during Thanksgiving, and I landed back in uh, – I actually flew out of Jersey, and I landed back there, and I walked out of the airport, and there's snow on the ground, and I was like, oh, this is fantastic. <laughs> like, oh, dang, man. Yeah, I, I saw yeah. some pictures of, uh, of you guys enjoying yourselves in, in Cancun and Paradise, and uh, you know, the, the adjustment for us Arizonans isn't too bad. So, like, um, Katie Sanchez and Tony and all them that came from Arizona, they're probably not as bad, but like St. Snow, that's gotta be a, a trip. Um, but let's, uh, let's kind of just kind of recap the whole experience. Um, try to get this within, you know, 20, 30 minutes or so, or, or 15, however much it takes, but just start going from the beginning. So, um, this, if you can rewind, what was it like being selected? Um, just when you got called into team USA and you made the team, like, do you remember that feeling? Yeah, uh, I do actually. Cause um, I was after the combine, I, I, I was pretty confident that I had a pretty good shot of making it. Um, just, I felt like I performed well. And then I had a couple other, uh, previous year members come up and said that they think that I, I made it this year. So that put me in good mood. Um, and then when they actually released the, uh, when they actually released the, uh, photo with everyone on it, who made the team, I was looking at it and it popped up and, I was reading all the names and my first time I looked at it, I didn't see my name and my heart like dropped. And I was like, Oh, like I was like that, that sucks. And then I looked at it again and then I saw my name and then I just immediately like jumped out of my chair and like, like was fist bumping in there. Uh, I was stoked when I made it. Nice. Uh, yeah. Where were you when you yeah. found out? <clears throat> yeah, it, it was uh shocked me too. Like I, I was the only new addition on the team this year. Everyone else has been a previous team USA member. Yeah. Um, do you remember like, like what'd you do to, to stand out? Like, what did you do to like to prepare for the combine set that good of a tone, uh, for the scouts to pick you up? And uh, like, do you remember it all? Like what went into getting up to the combine at least? So, um, last year at the combine, I went there and I kind of did not know, like I was still pretty new, like not too many people knew who I was at that point. Uh, so I kind of was just like, okay, I'm going to go there. I'm just not going to like try to make plays or anything. I'm just going to listen to whatever anyone else tells me to do. 
And then uh, I, I, I'm all right at catching, so I was like, I'm just going to try to make really big catches because I'm probably going to be in the middle. Completely wrong uh, way to approach foam. Foam is not a catching game at all. It is just survive and hit your spots. So this year, uh, I kind of just took what I learned from last year. Where I was like, okay, I'm, I'm probably going to be playing middle again. I was like, everyone knows me a little bit more now, so that will help. Uh, but I just – I wasn't scared to, like, make calls anymore. Like, I kind of just went in there and, like, I, I would kind of, like, t- uh, make a call out if I thought it was something good. Um, and then also, too, I just – I really was just like, okay, I'm literally not going to go for a single catch. So the entire combine, I think I had four catches, and they were all in, like, the final 40-minute games. But, uh, yeah, but I was just hard to hit, just a lot of side-to-side dodges. I think that's the biggest thing in foam is going side-to-side because when you go up and down, it uh, kind of makes it easy to get hit when you're doing that. But uh, And I also, uh, when I was practicing this year, throughout the year, I found a really nice curveball that works for me. Nice. So that really helped getting through people's blocks and stuff. And I think that was one of the big standouts for me this year was people saw the, the movement of my ball and they, they thought that would be useful. Definitely. Yeah. That's a, that's a good point about trying to, uh, trying to make big catches like last year versus this year understanding. Yeah. Cause you're right. Foam is, um, I feel like in, in my, in my case, if I'm going from a point five to foam, I'm, I'm focusing on getting out of the way more than anything. Catches will eventually come if they do, but your your strategy of moving side to side, making some calls when you when you needed to, you know, kind of showing that initiative, and then uh, just you know being a regular, you know what the 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 Giovinkos are, are known for is just you guys are hard as crap to hit. Like I, I'll never forget, um, you know, seeing um, Matt and Drew flying around and just the acrobatic style and seeing that you're bringing that to the to the mix as well. It just seems like you are you're perfect for foam. Um, are, is no sting more your game, or are you more eight point five, or um, like what? Is- uh, <clears throat> It, it, I'm definitely more for the smaller balls um, just because like uh, it's harder for me to throw the bigger balls because I have smaller hands. Um, I'm just a smaller person in general. So I get a lot more power out of the seven inch balls, but I don't know. It, it really was, uh, it was nose thing for a while. Like when UDC was big, I loved playing nose thing, especially on the floor against Lee. Cause I felt like I could get a lot more power out of my throw, but now I've been playing foam a lot more and like, like I started with foam and then I started playing rubber and I was like, Oh, rubber is so much better. It's so much more competitive. But then I played foam against like actually competitive people and other like people that are really good at foam. And I'm like, mm, foam might be just as good as nose thing, if not a lot better. Cause these last couple uh, major foam tournaments I played and have been a blast. That's awesome. Um, yeah, especially competitive foam. Like I don't know when I turned. I think it was during the Tribune tournament this earlier this year. I was like, okay, obviously foam is here to stay. Um, I can either get better or I can get left in the past. Talking about how awesome eight point five is, um, and but just appreciate the competitiveness for what it is. At the end of the day, we're playing dodgeball, and um, yeah, I mean, just watching you guys play, um, and as you said, watching more experienced players play foam, it's it's um, it's just out of this world. So kind of. Yeah, it, it also seems like you need like another level of athleticism to play foam too, because like the the way people can throw the balls in foam in like no thing at eight point five. If you have an eight, if you have a ball in your hand, you're you feel pretty safe, like being able to block. Yeah, foam. If you have a ball in your hand, you're not safe at all. Yeah, unless you're one of those uh, Malaysian players that can just 
I don't know how they do it, but they, they're so good at blocking. Um, <laughs> and there's there's obviously some U.S. players as well, but, like, you're right. Like, that little ball, oh, man, you can't hide by that thing. It's hard. Yeah. Especially uh, with the movement people can put on them. Yeah, that's, it's so ridiculous. That was my first initial, like, frustration with foam was not – first one was, like, okay, everybody can throw now. But then you have people like Dylan um, who can just, like – I swear to God, he's, like, teleporting those balls. And, like, same with catching them. Like, they just, like – they do such weird stuff. Um, yeah. You're never safe. So, but um, it definitely makes you, makes you dodge more. So, you know, you got, you got selected. Let's take it back a little bit too. Um, what did you do to prepare for Cancun now, now that you're on the team? Um, you know, you obviously want to prove your worth. You want to play as, as good as you can, um, especially, as, you know, you're kind of um, disconnected from a lot of the guys here in the, on the West, but like, what did you do to, uh, to get ready? Um. So we actually went out to Boston a few times, uh, practice. I got some practice in with Armando and, uh, Mikey, which they both also, uh, were Armando was on team Mexico and then, uh, Mikey was on team USA, obviously. But, uh, yeah, so we went up there a few times, uh, it's about six hours for us, but, uh, Matt Levine actually came out and made the drive too. He also was at the combine and he's a great person to practice with. Um, and so we got a couple practices with that. Um, we had a group chat where we were posting a lot of our trainings. So it was a lot of cardio. So a lot, a lot of, a lot of running. Um, and it was, it was just nice having, uh, everyone in the chat kind of like posting their workouts and pushing one another to keep on grinding. Nice. And yeah, just like kind of building that team camaraderie, even though you guys are, are scattered throughout the U S I'm sure that helped yeah. a lot. Yeah. So yeah, it was mostly just like, cardio work and then just uh for me personally i just i feel like i get better just the more that i play um i don't really like like just throwing at targets um i i like actually like game scenario stuff yeah i mean there's only so much you can do by yourself uh you need a couple bodies to to help you out and um i mean a couple bodies being if some of them are like mikey armando and uh, matt levine i mean you can do you can you can definitely do uh do worse than that those guys are are pretty good and um, kind of fast forward because you brought up Matt. Uh, what was it like having him at the tournament? Um, at the at, at Worlds, like was he was he there to to support you guys, or was he was he just being a good a good friend, teammate? Like, what what was that like? Did that change your play at all? Or well, he was he was there for uh, he was our shagger. Gotcha. Um, so he he was still part of the team. Um, it was it was great having him there. Uh, I was actually super stoked when he told me he was coming. Uh, because he filled our last spot in our room. Nice. So, yeah, it was, it was actually kind of perfect, but uh, he had a, he had a great time down there. Yeah, it was it was cool seeing him uh, retreat for you guys. And like, um, as I was talking about Paige's uh, breakdown when when she had her two v one play, it was really cool seeing Matt just charging into into their the huddle celebrating. Like, man, that's 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 awesome. That's just some dedication there. And um, the few times I've had Matt on here, um, he's been awesome to talk to. You, so um, good on him. So speaking of, you know people that are there with you. Um, what was it like being on the same roster as Drew? I mean, he's been on Team USA a few times, um, kind of talking back about the whole like baby Geo thing, but um, how did that feel? Just knowing that you were uh, on par with him. No, nah, it, it was great. Cause uh, yeah, it's always been like a little rivalry between us to see who could be the best Geo. Um, so like, uh, obviously it's just my rookie year. So I was super stoked that, uh, he was on it too. Cause then that way, like, I'm. it's not like I'm going in there alone almost like, 
so that made it easier for uh obviously first time like traveling out of uh not the first time out of the country but like it was my first time flying out of the country so i didn't know how like the airports all worked and all that stuff um and it it was just nice having like a family member actually being there to travel with because being out of the country without your family isn't always the best thing but that's kind of cool so like you know like the older brother kind of looking out for his younger brother kind of mentality and just like you said that kind of like comfort of uh uh, traveling to a foreign place. Um, I can see that. Um, kind of wanted. Yeah. And it, oh, good. It was just great too. Uh, when we were like on the court, cause we were both just hyping each other up the whole time. And like, it is, I don't know. It's just a, a feeling that I get like, uh, like I, I get more of an experience through, through my brother than I would like anyone else just because I've known him for so long. And, uh, being able to see how each other have grown in the sport at at that high of a level, it's just great. Uh, both of us pushing each other at that point. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's got you got like that sibling rivalry, but at the same time, it, it's pushing you guys to be better players, and then uh, to be able to kind of experience that at the height, um, the way it was. Uh, I'm sure that's got to feel good, man. Um, I kind of wanted to ask the same question too. Just you know, playing um, with veterans like like Vince, Nate, Glenn, people that you know usually you'd see them playing against you um, come like yeah. national tournaments. What was that like? Um, playing with them was fantastic. Um, it's, it's, uh, so that team was just uh, ridiculously stacked. Yeah. Like top to bottom. Um, Cause like, I, it's kind of like you play on like your elite teams and whatnot. And then you have like, obviously like when some players on your team get out, it's kind of like a, uh this is this we might lose this game this is looking kind of rough right now when whenever we were down um i was never worried like i actually think that we played better when we had only like three people in um because it gave us more space to move and then work at that point and it it was just great seeing every player just being able to pull their weight and it, it didn't matter if it was one on six or like three on three like uh, I I knew we had a chance to win every single game that we were out there, and playing with some people that were more experienced was great. Um, I loved having Nate as our captain, Nate and uh, Stone. They both just fantastic uh, game IQ, just uh, being able to tell us like what's worth taking and what's not. So kind of just in the sense of like like that. Yeah, that's uh obviously not to diss on anybody um on the elite level you know, or, or tournaments, but yeah, it, it's, it's, it's something else when you look at like trying to figure out like who the, I don't want to say like the worst player on your team would be, but like that, that team is so just disgustingly powerful. Um, with all that talent, like any, any one person who's next in the queue is worth sacrificing yourself for a catch or watching, um, you know, one B four is one B whatever it is. Um, you know, that that person's going to make some plays and we saw that a lot and just, um, <coughs> I guess it does probably add a different level of confidence. Like, oh, if I look in the queue, I'm going to bring in um, Nate, or I'm going to bring in Glenn, or I'm going to bring in Andrew Ketchum. Like, that's that's insane. Or, oh, Cedro's the yeah. last one, and he's probably going to catch like two balls before he before he gets out. Yeah, like, it's just it's ridiculous. The the other thing that was great about that team too was like, obviously, uh, we had players that play certain positions uh, in like elite. Like Nate, obviously, always would play corner when he played elite, um, but he actually a few times. Uh, gave up his corner 
in order to like protect catch him more and also like if he wasn't doing as well on corner he would switch off and it was just cool being able to see players that normally play a certain position would be able to adapt and slide over if it benefited the team more yeah they're they're not so uh full of their ego and pride that they won't step away and let somebody else who's going to do the job yeah carry it out um i mean that's huge that's that's part of what what it means to be a captain is being able to do that and just when you're all bought into to the mission or, or to the victory um that kind of stuff matters uh, we can definitely bring a team down but um you know, earlier you said you're, you're kind of like, well, you didn't really say this, but you mentioned um, a lot of the wins that you had. I think you only tracked one loss, and that was, that was to Malaysia, right, during round robin? That was like that was Yeah, round, round robin, that was our only loss. We did have a close game against uh, Australia also, but right. Mikey had a ridiculous leg catch. That was insane. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, it was just meant to be. But Did, you, did, it, did anything change with you guys mentally, losing to Malaysia? Because, you know, that's that's been – they were going for, I think, a four-peat, and um, that round robin was kind of like a, a rematch just on the off chance you didn't see them in finals, which which you did, and, and talk about that in a, in a second. But um, what was that What was that loss like? Did that change you guys at all? No. No, we weren't uh, – we actually were not worried about that. We, the way that we uh, approached the Malaysia game, we already uh, secured first unless Malaysia beat us by nine points. So uh, we kind of were just like, okay, we're going to just take this slow, not uh, going to like waste all of our energy because we had two playoff games that night as well. Gotcha. Uh, so we are like, we're not – like don't use all your energy right now. We're just going to use this to try to figure out how to play them because more than likely we're going to see them again in the finals. So uh, we kind of just took that time, figured out what worked for us against them, and implemented that into when we saw them again in the finals. That's awesome. Yeah. So you had a nine point cushion pretty much to just play yeah. easy, not injure yourselves, not go, not go a full tilt until the very end. Um, that's awesome. Yeah. Cause I, I wondered, cause I, I unfortunately I missed that match. Um, by the time I was able to like to start tuning in, um, just because of the time difference. But I was just like, oh man, I wonder what happened. I hope that doesn't like impact their play. But then uh, watching you guys in the finals, uh, it it clearly sounded like, I mean, there's there's a couple of games. Where it was like, oh man, is this gonna be back and forth. But then towards the second half, it was, it was like it was over. Um, same thing with women's. But um, I do want to kind of get into um, a little bit before that though, just uh, some backflips. So Dom was was asking, <laughs> what were you, what were you thinking with uh busting out these backflips uh, against Norway, I think was the first team. Like he saw it. Do you remember that? Yeah. Okay. So Norway was great sport. Uh, just a great sport about the entire thing. Um, so I don't know if you know, but like their whole team was kind of, um, uh, they were all like news anchors for like a uh, Norwegian news channel over there, but they were all like ex pro athletes. So there was like an ex Olympic gold medalist, uh, for like cross country skiing. And there's like a couple ex-professional soccer players and whatnot. Oh, crazy. Um, yeah, so they were all like, um, they were a little bit on like the older end. Uh, not that there's anything wrong with that, but like, uh, it's it just the, like you could tell that they were not really prepared for what, for the level of competition, uh, level of competition right. that there was there. But uh, they were just having a blast. And uh, it was funny because, uh, I was talking about like I was like, oh, this would be really cool to do a backflip in the uh, in the game at some point. Have a really cool dodge, and they actually had like a film crew with them. So uh, I did it at one point during the game, and uh, the cameraman missed it, and he came up to me and he's like, hey, he's like, would you mind doing that again? He's like, I actually missed it, and then uh, like telling me to do that again on his team again, and then 
I actually walked up and I was like kind of baiting for it. And one guy saw me and uh, he kind of like gave me like a little signal, like, like, yeah, do it, do it. Here it comes. So he went off and he went and threw it at me and I had a really nice backflip over it. Um, So kind of staged, which kind of takes away from it a little bit, but it'll look good on film. Yeah. um, Nerd, nerd alert here. So I've not seen a successful backflip performed on, on film for a competitive tournament since 2006, Chase Wendell from AAA. Uh, that's a long, I've been in this dodgeball game, but um, definitely not in the same level as, as you. And so going back to the Malaysia game, um, so the final game, I mean, you, I, I'm trying to look at what happened. I think the ball, um, did it, did it hit Elijah or did you catch it? No, I, it hit me and I popped it up and caught it. Okay. It hit you and you popped it up and then you just said, F it, I'm doing a backflip because I'm so excited or what yeah. was. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I was like, if I get the last out, um, I was like, I don't know what I want to do. I was, I was just like thinking about it the night before because I knew that we were going to win. I mean, like, obviously like that, that was the mentality that we all had was that we were going to win. So I was like, huh. I was like, if I get the last out, what am I going to do? And I was like, I'm just going to be really humble and like not do anything and like just kind of set the ball down and celebrate the team. And then I actually got the last out and I was like, ah, screw it. And I just did it. Yeah. Forget <laughs> so, that, man. Like, yeah. I was like, we just won gold whatever yeah i can't think of even like the most humblest dodgeball player out there not doing something within their you know physicals like whether it's spiking the ball jumping really high yelling thumping their chest uh in your case doing a backflip like i don't know how you would discharge that energy anyway so um yeah it's fitting i mean it's like like when i saw i was like yeah typical geo just you gotta do the flips but at the same time like what else could you do like i, I could not think of a, of a better celebration especially since you got the last out sealed the win i mean it was already a done deal as you said um it's just cool, and then you see everybody storming uh, the remaining players, and um, that's funny. They actually kind of planned it out the night before. Like, yeah, I think I'll just put the ball down, you know, just be humble, and then, nah, too much adrenaline. Yeah, um, it was it was just a surreal moment. So, uh, makes for good film too. So, yeah, no. So, noise got you, and then um, I think I was looking at, uh, I think it was maybe it was Dom's footage when I saw it from from like like ground level. And that's why I couldn't really tell. Yeah, Dom had a good one. And then, uh, Courtney had a good one. So that she sent me. Yeah. That's hopefully that stuff goes viral, man. Like it was really cool seeing, um, a lot of these clips from Twitch, uh, get reshared and, and people losing their minds. But uh, I hope that continues to kind of just reverberate through the internet and we'll, and we'll see more, more hype as we go. Cause the going back to like what we were saying about Norway, like, yeah, they're, they're former athletes. Uh, maybe they're not really there to have so much fun, but we got to get out of that. Like, uh, perception. Like we got to let people know that what, what they see on teams like Malaysia, USA with you guys, like that's, that's part for the course now. Like you're going to, you're going to have to train and condition to, to compete, but, uh, we'll get there. Yeah. Um, what was your toughest moment? Um, did you have one throughout that whole experience? Um, where you just, I don't know, I'm going to say like you had like any self doubt, but was there like a critical moment for you? Um, during those, uh, what, six days? Um, I think my, like, toughest moment kind of came as, like, more of, like, a mental point um, against the uh, – so I was kind of bummed out uh, the day before the finals um, is when we played Australia. Um, so they they had their starting line out there, and uh, it, was, it was fantastic. Uh, I think it was – I think it was Ketchum Nate. Cedro, Dylan, Eli, and Mikey, I think. So, like, incredible line. And they were playing against Australia, and they were killing them. And uh, they did great. 
complete the entire time, but I, like, I'm sitting on the sideline. I'm like, dang, I kind of wish I got in here. Like, rookie year, I got to prove something. And then uh, they put me in the very last game against Australia, and I did nothing. I just protected a catch. And basically, I pushed up, pumped a couple times, and then got hit. Uh, so it's kind of bummed after that because I was like, oh, dang. I was like, I, I blew it. I was like, they're probably going to have this line uh, running for Malaysia, and I'm not really earning my spot right now. But uh, so that kind of sucked for me the night before. I was a little bit bummed out the night before the finals. But uh, next day we went in and uh, they started that same line. Then they uh, we lost uh, the first two games against Malaysia, and uh, they kept running with the same line. And then uh, Nate eventually pulled himself out of the game, and uh, I, have to, I have to give a shout out to Nate because the it was a really cool moment. Uh, what he did for me, he got out. And uh, he walked over to me and he said, he said, start warming up. You're going in for me. So I, I started getting loose and I went in for him. Uh, my first game that I went in, uh, kind of the same thing. I went up, I threw one ball, missed, and then I got countered immediately by Malaysia. And I was like, oh, crap. I was like, I did the same thing. I was like, I'm not in my spot. And then uh, Lou was about to take me out again for Nate. And Nate was like, no. He's like, I, he's like, I'm not doing well. I need him to pick me up. And then immediately after that, uh, I started – hit my shots and then after that uh i i stayed in for the rest of the malaysia game and i just thought it was really cool that how uh nate pulled himself out for me and i really respect that and appreciate it yeah, that's huge man on, on several levels um yeah i, could, I mean i probably save this for 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 lou if i have if i get a chance to interview him just like you know why did you go with some of the lineups uh why did some players play versus others but i think you kind of just uh explained it right there like if you don't feel it um you gotta let somebody else uh, give a shot because now it's it's not about you it's about the team effort and that's that's huge kudos to to Nate for being um a leader in that regard um especially kind of going against Lou saying no I I need a I need Jeff to play and then look what happened I mean who knows um who knows what that would have what if if that swung the momentum you know if, if Nate had stayed in um would they still have the same like one one-on-one exchange or um it's, it's tough to do that. So that, that's, that's awesome, man. I'll tell you what's one of the momentum though. It was Dylan because, uh, the first two games, we didn't get a single, uh, Malaysia player out. And then the third game we went up and, uh, it was just hyping the crowd up so much. And then after that, that's when we really turned it around. Um, and like I sit on the side and I was like, dang, I was like, we just need one hit. And I was like, and then we're going to, I was like, and then we're going to start going off. And that's exactly what happened. So, Dylan really started that whole thing. Yeah, that's what it felt like um, watching it because I was like, I think there was a couple games maybe, or at least the first one they finished with like all six, and you guys just were not, were not connecting. It, it, uh, yeah, it was the first two. We didn't, we didn't have a single out for the first two games. Yeah. Well, whatever changed, um, you know, be it be it Dylan uh, getting, you know, just showing that like that. Okay, they're they're defeatable again. That chink in their armor, and then and then um, everybody else connecting and, and making big plays. Uh, oof. Yeah, you got to yeah. hack that. Yeah, I'll, I'll admit, I was like, uh, this is um, this is not ideal. You know, I'm starting or ending the game, uh, two games with with all six. Uh, but I wonder if it's just like like a, like that psychological thing again, just seeing that one hit and like, okay, these these guys are hittable. Um, definitely gonna uh, pick Dylan's brain um, in, in another episode to find out, you know, from his perspective. But um, was 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 Malaysia like the toughest country for you, or like what was your um? Like, was there a country that, that you had the hardest time with or? Um, 
I think it, it, it was, I mean, I kind of have to say them because they're the only team that beat us. Um, but Australia was also a very tough team. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. It was just, it kind of seems like M- Malaysia is obviously a very good team, but it, it seemed like once we kind of figured out our strategy against them, it kind of seems like we took off at that point. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's, it's kind of weird asking that question. I didn't want to like put any other, other countries down, but I mean, just look at your record. It, it's kind of like, well, what, what team really put up a fight versus other than yeah. you know Malaysia and uh, well, obviously Australia with bringing down their, uh, um, their, what was it? The one, two, two V one or three V one with, with Mikey making that catch. But uh, the rest of that was just like, you guys are just cleaning house. Uh, you guys were unstoppable. Um, yeah, we we watched a lot of film and it was it was great having Lou and Brett uh, as our coaches just because they're so analytical and they just came up with these game plans that just w- worked so well against these teams. Nice. Yeah, it's uh, it's cool because last last year, you know, we looking at that roster like there's no way Team USA can can lose, and then they took silver. But watching it this time, it was like I was saying the same thing over again, but I I don't want to say like I meant it more this time, but I just like, okay, they, they really can't like just the way they're playing. This is not, it's not going to happen. They're, they're going to take gold. And, uh, so I had that little doubt for a second, um, you know, those first two matches, but then yeah, you guys turned it up and it was like, okay, this isn't just, just hurry up and give them the gold. Like fast forward. Come on. Like let, let's just end yeah. this. Um, well, with all that being said, I mean, you know, it's, are, are you slowing down at all? Um, you know, are you already thinking about next year? Um, what were your oh, thoughts absolutely. on 2020? Uh, I'm trying to go to Glasgow. Um, I don't know if you know this, but uh, my grandmom is like straight off the boat from Glasgow. So oh, nice. we're uh, we're trying to make the team again so that we can get a family trip this time. How cool would that be? Just being able to, to revisit that area and be like, yeah, we're, we're here now to play dodgeball with Team USA and, and yeah. represent and and to bring our, our second gold medal. Yeah. That's cool. So I'm, I'm absolutely like, I want to say I'm more excited for that year for, for next year. Yeah. I've so, already, yeah. I've already seen, um, you know, Andrew doing, uh, these crazy farmers carry, um, gym weights. And then, um, you got, I think Mike McGee was already playing uh, dodgeball today. What about you? Are you, are you taking it easy at all? Or are you you're right back into to playing? No, I have a tournament again uh, next weekend. So, in like six days, I'll be playing again. That's uh, is that like a league tournament or or? Uh, it's just a we, we have um, like a small hub up here in the East Coast, and it's like a lot of the East Coast elite teams uh, all kind of meet together in like New Jersey's kind of like the main area where we all play. Nice. And uh, yeah, so it's just one of those tournaments with like the local competitive uh, East Coast teams. I wonder how that's going to compare uh, after coming from Cancun, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's... it's gonna, it's definitely going to be different for sure. But yeah, uh, I I plan on keep going, and I want to be even better for next year. That's awesome, man. So yeah, definitely not slowing it down. Still hungry. Still looking forward to uh to proving yourself uh, come twenty twenty. Yeah. Awesome. Cool, man. Yeah. So I, I guess that's really all I got. Um, I definitely want to have you on again, um, next year, uh, or next season rather, um, as, as somebody to help do the recaps. I remember we did a really good job last time, especially because we threw you in kind of last minute, but definitely want to actually get to know you a bit more too. It was really hard for me to avoid some rabbit holes here and, and try to stick with that 30 minute mark. But, um, 
yeah, to be continued, man. Um, you know, best of luck, happy holidays, congratulations once again, and um, yeah, we'll we'll go ahead and end the interview there. Alrighty, so that was a again relatively quick, at least in my terms, uh, recap slash interview with uh, with Jeff Jovinko and Jeff. Thank you so much, man, for for hopping on and being willing to to talk about your experience. Um, definitely trying to get through as many of these as I can, um, considering it's still relatively fresh in your guys' brains. I hope, but um, yeah, I guess we'll end uh, this segment here and move on to the next one. So if you are still listening, have a great uh, rest of your evening, a great rest of your week, and we'll see you next time.